Yesterday, I had mentioned a topic to Banksy that I didn't really get to get into in too much detail. But I was talking about how I would love if someone like Sam Harris had a conversation with someone like Gavin McInnes. And there's a reason for that. I have this whole thought out thing because I've been thinking about it and it's been just being tossed around my brain for quite some time. And the way that I think of it is this. The people who have demonstrated themselves to be highly skilled communicators need to take it to the next level and challenge themselves. Open up the door to some chaos. I mean, come on. The agents of order need to collide with almost agents of chaos at some point. And I say almost agents of chaos because there is some order they've got a handle on. So these are like smart people who have fiery personalities, who just like to snap back and have that aspect of chaos in them, that they spin into what they're doing to make what they're doing entertaining. So not only does the culture need this kind of influence, it also feeds into your ethos, Mr. Sam Harris, to communicate difficult ideas. It isn't just enough to oppose those ideas by your own thoughts, but to walk into opposition to have your ideas checked and challenged and fleshed out as adequately as can be done. Of course, no one can do that better than you. In my opinion, in my most humble opinion, I think people like you, Sam, should put yourselves in the challenging situations We want and need to see you in these difficult situations. Not a formal debate, but a casual conversation with people who are seen as controversial. So for me, the big one in this example is Gavin McInnes. He is a readily available, like for me, he's a readily available and totally wishful thinking on my part example. Because that would probably be the, the conversational singularity for me. Where I'm like, shit, the two people I want to see talk the most are Sam and Gavin. Coming back to someone like Sam, I mean, you have the elite skills, Mr. Harris. You have the manners, the diplomacy, the colloquial prowess to talk to people who will provide challenge and a true test to your ideas, which is exciting. People are listening to you the most for a reason. And you need to be more, or I guess less, depending on how you look at it, responsible with who you're talking to. Finger, 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 nag, nag, nag. You guys are talking about really important subject matter, and your prominence in the culture needs to be more pronounced, 
because you have the ability to move mountains. You know what I'm saying? You're in the business of juggling mountains, but you're holding yourself back, refusing to talk to certain people. And you're holding yourself from being challenged by people who would more likely than not be excellent for you to come up against simply for the intellectual exercise. And entertainment would be a byproduct of that. What I don't understand, and I feel, I don't feel satiated by any of the answers that have been provided in this regard, is what is the fear? Your reputations are already tarnished. People talk shit about what you say already. They're going to twist your words regardless. They're going to make a mess of it. They, of course, being the wider public. So why care about their opinions anyways? It's very clear they're nowhere near your level. So you shouldn't even be bothered. Talk to the opposition and pay attention to those on the opposite side who are equally as intelligent and on your level that would provide some salient points for you to argue against and test your current premises on any given matter, but namely the hot-button issues profusely bleeding through the culture at present. We need more example of your behavior in navigating difficult social situations. Social situations! Because this is where people are lacking so deeply. This is what people need to see and have an example for. You know, they're failing. We are failing and shying away from the uncomfortable conversations and people. And it appears we need lessons and some loose procedure to figure out how to navigate that space. And who better to give that a proper shot? Who better equipped than someone like you? You take your job and your ideas seriously, and I can't imagine you'd behave like the quintessential internet troll, which is who we see these conversations we really want to hear play out from. Again, in my most humble opinion, I feel like, I feel like, let me be redundant. I feel like, to me, I think, in my most humble opinion... This would be incredibly impactful, just engaging in the exercise of talking to someone who is known to be a certain way or not. And of course, you're going to use your discretion for that. But I want this dream to come true, okay? I want it. I want it. I have to actualize. Let me continue to make my case. The best example of somebody who does this already is Joe Rogan at the moment. And he may be the only person we have that talks to such a wide variety of people. But let's be real about Joe, too. He isn't at the intellectual level of a Sam Harris or a Jordan Peterson or a Steven Pinker. And I get it is stressful enough to do what you're doing. It isn't easy discussing any of these hot-button issues due to the humid climate around them. But is it not a reasonable request or desire to have some spice every now and again? Hey, Sam Harris, how about you reach for the spice rack, hmm? Your meal tasting a little bland right now? Mine is. My meal from the restaurant of Sam Harris's intellectual ideas needs a little bit of spice. Hey, homie, throw me a bone. Throw some paprika on that bitch. Throw some red chili powder on that shit. Give me something sometimes. Hmm? Please? 
I'll ask nicely. I am asking nicely. Eat the ultimately spiced cultural chicken wing, okay? You only even got to do it once. It doesn't have to be a regular degular thing. Once in a while, for the challenge, to see how your body and your mind will react to that shit. Can you tell me? Can you tell me how? No, because you are shying away from the chicken wing. And it ain't no thing but a chicken wing. So come on. Come on. Give me a little something. Frankly, none of the ideas are actually controversial. I feel like it's the people who are, and more so. It's their personalities. People have difficulty dealing with other people who have such strong, vivid, colorful, wildcard personalities. And of all people, you are the most skilled and equipped, the professionals and the academics, to engage in that kind of controversy. Me, I think it's clear, I'm intellectually salivating for this. I implore anyone to think of the idea of Sam Harris talking to someone contentious and not having your interest peaked. How could you not? How could you not be interested in something like that? How is it not so enticing to think about somebody like Sam Harris, who me, I consider as like some kind of intellectual god, to be challenged? I want to see you in the fire, bro, okay? That's where I want to see you. How do you function there? How? I want to see your human reactions to someone as spicy as Gavin McInnes and watch you navigate through the space of having a conversation with him. Because the guy is a little contentious and he is a little fiery. And that is the total opposite of Sam Harris's temperament. It would just be interesting to see that interaction. I mean, for fuck's sake, Sam, you spoke to Charles Murray and had a great conversation. You know? And how many people have talked shit about Charles Murray? And how badly had they tried to tarnish his reputation? And you know what? You took the plunge and you talked to him and it made for a great conversation. A great conversation. I just can't see how that wouldn't be the result of talking to someone like Gavin. That's just my example, my embodiment of the kind of person that I would like to see Sam talk to. So don't think that even though it is my deepest desire to see him talk to Gavin, that that's the only person. I'm, I'm talking about an archetype here. Okay. Okay. Back to Charles Murray. People had a lot to say about him, and they were wrong. You had a conversation with him, and it was proven wrong to you as well, all the things people were saying. And that's happening with you every day regardless. Whether you're on Twitter, taking a Twitter break, whatever it is you're doing, there inevitably will be people who are going to take what you say and twist it for their own nefarious purposes. It almost feels as if the challenge of engaging with those considered a little too much is also a little too much for you. That's what's disappointing about it. Because top tier, a top-tier person, in my opinion, would not shy away from that and would want to develop their skills in that arena. I think the idea that the audience would find it boring is a cop-out as well. Because that's what you said about somebody like Omar. Remember, oh, that conversation was four hours long. It was boring. And it was actually one of the most 
liked of your podcast because there was contention, because we were seeing you in an environment that you don't normally operate within, and we saw you have human reactions to things that were clearly not settling well with you, and you did your due diligence to counterpoint and do all that too. But it's good to see that kind of interaction because the difficult spaces are where we don't really get to see people navigate too often in a casual setting like that. Nobody found that conversation with Omar boring and we got to see you in that new space again. Someone like Gavin probably wouldn't be nearly as annoying or dishonest, at least not in the way Omar was. I couldn't imagine it. You know, he's entertaining and he'd spice it up and add some this, this or that and be playful. But I don't think the intent of, of his side would be to ruin the conversation or not take it seriously in general. Again, I fail to see how that wouldn't be interesting. And I would love for anyone to convince me otherwise. Again, I'm starting to wonder, what exactly are the real concerns? What exactly are the real concerns, Mr. Sam Harris? Anyone who hasn't extensively listened to your work and sussed out your goals isn't worth hearing from anyways. And that is a lot of people. It would be the next big step to illustrate how important the conversations are to you, as you've stated, because you're not bothered by opinions preventing them from happening or reservations people may have regarding your requests on your podcasts. Keyword, your podcast. I feel it would increase your value and increase your reach to be exposed to audiences you normally wouldn't, which would only help your objective to reach more people and expose them to your side of the fence, not to mention great exposure for the meditation app and exposure of those ideas to people who probably wouldn't consider something like that to begin with. That's definitely a positive thing. The potentials for negativity are far surpassed by the potential for personal gains here. To me, anyways. And I think that impact would be rather fierce. Talking to the people you want to avoid, doing the hard thing. I mean, for fuck's sake, you talked to Peterson and it was such a challenging conversation. You guys were not meeting in any kind of middle. It was just grind all the way. And you did that twice. Imagine if you could bring that level of tolerance for your frustration to somebody, again, like Gab, who obviously is not aligned with you on a lot of things and is this wild card personality. Imagine what would manifest out of that. You can't give someone like Gab a chance to come play with you in the intellectual playground. You'll play with Peterson, but not with Gavin McInnes. Are you afraid he's going to push you? Like, I just need some comprehensive answers as to why people like him are avoided by people like you. Sam, I mean, even Rogan had him on the JRE. And I know you guys are different. But it turned out to be one of the most entertaining Rogan experiences out there. And it was a lot of fun. Very enjoyable. They didn't agree on everything. 
And they came at it from a place of levity and lightness, and they were able to get through things, even some things that were a little bit difficult for Joe to kind of accept, like the inbreeding that Gavin had mentioned during that podcast, which Joe immediately got Jamie to look up and was proven wrong because he didn't even know that idea or that was happening. So there's so much room to discover, not just information, but where you lie on the spectrum of your colloquial skill set. How can you function within this conversational paradigm? How do you navigate the space you don't have a map for? And how can you even begin to if you're not going to just go and create a map for how to deal with these kinds of social situations? I mean, like, do you think you're going to avoid talking to people like this forever? Are you just going to have people you like? Are you just going to have someone fabulous like Ricky Gervais? Which, by the way, I haven't listened to that yet, and I will do. I will do. But you know... There's, there's more meat on the bone of talking to somebody you kind of don't want to as a professional person, as a public intellectual. I just feel like it earns you more credibility to try and navigate those spaces. You know, like we're always told, oh, question everything and try to have difficult conversations. Okay, difficult conversations are actually not that difficult if you're always having them with people who mostly align with you. They're difficult when you're having them with people who you don't necessarily stand on the same foot as or the same level as. You're coming from different places. You have different perspectives. And in most cases, you might be on total opposite ends of the spectrum, but there's a whole area in between those two plots on that spectrum where there's so much meat that you can just rip off the bone and chew together and, and come to some sort of answer. It would just be entertaining too. Perhaps there needs to be a dash of entertainment laced into your work once in a while. That levity that I was talking about. The intellectual aspect of your content has been calcified. And I feel that barrier needs to be breached with sprinkles of spice every now and again to revitalize your ideas and arguments. And not only that, but to, again, the, the opposition is good. It's good to have somebody that disagrees with you and counterpoints you. It's too easy to get stuck in a place where you're around people who are constantly agreeing with you or who do agree with you. And then you just get that confirmation bias instead of challenging yourself and your ideas. I mean, I get into that. I'm nowhere near your level. But it's still something that I would, I would prefer to talk to people who I don't agree with as opposed to people I do. Because those people are my friends and we chat. And where we disagree, we have those discussions. But it's, it's minimal in comparison to someone that I would want to talk to to actually challenge myself. We all know arguments stand on their merit. And if the truth is something that matters to you, I would think you're exploring different avenues to get there would be your kind of thing. Again, getting a little more into the, into the entertainment side would even push you out further from where you are. And I think you're important to know in every corner you can be known. And there are places you can get with certain people that you aren't yet. Am I, am I like a marketing for you? I feel like that's what I'm doing. But 
I just feel like somebody like this is important to be in as many places as can possibly be. No? Is that just me? Am I just crazy? And I feel the same about somebody like Gavin. Because, like, those two sides are going to change each other in a way where they can kind of integrate certain parts of what works from each other that they didn't have before. And it will just dimensionalize the way that they talk to people. You'll reach more people. You'll entertain more people. You'll give a little bit of what everybody wants. And and it creates a kind of hook, like bait, to get people into what you're talking about. Because we understand that Sam Harris likes very lofty ideas, and he's a lofty person. He also likes to conduct himself in a certain way. But, I mean, how about being well-rounded? Isn't that kind of a thing? I mean, for the most part, you talk to people who are in alignment with your core principles and share your core ideas. It is a little echo chambery. It is a little confirmation bias heavy. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm interested in Sam Harris being tested. Even though he may be right in a lot of ways, which he is, I still want to see somebody oppose him that's going to provide more than just an ideas challenge. I want to see the clash of personalities. I'm interested in seeing him under pressure and challenged in not just the one way. Having to defend his ideas against salient points against them, having to deal with a personality that's a little bit more colorful than he's used to, and really grappling with them in real time. That is the appeal. I want to see it in real time. For me, That would be peak intellectual content. That plus the idea of Sam laughing at something Gavin says just makes me tickle. Tickle down south. Tickle, tickle down south. Spice. Fire. Excitement. Wild card. Why is everyone so cool with being predictable? Why do people not want to be more flexible in areas in which that flexibility can improve? In some areas, that's great. In others, it just seems like some form of arrested development. You know, oh, I'm selectively flexible here, but over here I'm very rigid because this, this, and this excuse. And it's like, dude, fuck your excuses. You're somebody who is a more person. You know, you are above and beyond what the average person is. You are above and beyond and have the capability above and beyond somebody like me, for sure. Imagine seeing somebody navigate a challenging space with that huge skill set. I want to see what that looks like. Give me more. Give me more. I want to see. I want to see. This arrested development shit. And we all do it to ourselves. We hold ourselves back in certain ways. And I'm starting to find that about myself. So that's why I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I see that in other people, I can use that as motivation for myself. And it kind of is arrested development. I mean, I'm into the same sort of thing. I would love to talk to someone who would test my ideas and counterpoint me and make me think hard about what it is I'm saying. Opposition doesn't exist simply to be contrarian. Life mostly exists in this weird gray area that would be the best place for these colloquial battles to occur. And it's far from safe, but it's not that close to danger either. Can't know until the arguments take place in that arena, what will come of them. And I want to watch the best of the best use the gray as their battleground and take themselves to task. I want to see that shit. I want to see the best human beings battle. 
Not physically. I obviously would prefer it did not get to that. But how could that not be fun or entertaining to watch and to consume as content? I definitely don't want to cheapen intellectual pursuits by suggesting they simply be lathered with empty-headed entertainment. That's why the guests or the people that, that I would want Sam to talk to would have to have some kind of edge or something. They'd definitely have to be smart. They'd definitely be half, they would definitely have to be able to be someone that could be an interlocutor with Sam Harris. I'm merely suggesting that the two realms flirt once in a while. Maybe dance the tango. Maybe one of them goes to the other's place and they fuck it out. I merely want to witness what that affair would look like. Would it even seal any kind of deal? Would it end up awkward and they go their separate ways? Who knows? That's the thing I want to know. And I mean, like I said, I've seen Joe talk to a lot of people, but it's not Joe that I want to see do this because he's already challenging himself, himself and has been doing it forever. I would love to see somebody like Sam Harris or his type do that sort of thing. And in my example here, a character like Gavin isn't only smart. He is apex entertaining and sharp witty, fun, and more importantly, a wild card. It would be so incredibly fun to see that in combination with Sam, who can be a bit dry. I mean, he is incredibly smart. He has the ability to be funny and entertaining, sure, but that's not often something that he engages in. Imagine, though, what a character like Gavin would elicit from Sam, and vice versa. I wonder what Sam would pull out of Gavin, too. That would be some shit to witness, because if you look at them, there's no way you could be like, oh, look at these guys, they're similar in this, this, or way, this, this, or this way. All I see is nothing but differences between those guys. Just, just differences in temperament will make a huge difference in how they meet in the middle, wherever that middle may be between them, because I don't feel it would be direct center, you know? Heat, though gotta turn it up people say if you can't take the heat get out of the kitchen i say if you can't take the heat step into the oven spice it up more heat burn up baby burn up shit is getting a little stagnant and we all want to see you geniuses challenged by people who are equally as great and not given a chance because their personality is considered too much they're too contentious their associations this and their associations that. The very attempt at conversation will ruin your reputation. Oh, boring. Excuses. Lame. Why are you scared? And what are you scared of having? A what, what? Just. Why are you scared? What are you scared of? You've established yourself so well already. What exactly can go wrong if you keep it together, if you're on your housekeeping game, and if you manage the situation as you always do? What could go wrong? I don't understand. And fuck their associations. You're here to discuss ideas. It's either about ideas or people. And the former should always take precedence when you're talking about people like that. Smart people who are fueled by the idea 
of discussing ideas. Ideas should always take precedence. What I'm expressing is disappointment and lack of engagement with people who have been totally smeared by the media and who now those considered intellectuals wouldn't consider talking to because of that. I mean, even a conversation with Sam and Trump would be fucking amazing. I'm not here to just totally take sides, you know? Like, it would be very interesting to see that combination of people. Can you imagine? First of all, I don't even think Sam Harris would be able to keep his cool because over the past couple of years, he's been so fucking obsessed with Trump. That that weird obsession with Trump says something very, very weird to me. And I don't even want to accept it because it's been Sam Harris. But it's like, dude, chill. It's happening. We all need to accept this. Be mindful of what this is. You are hyper aware and hyper mindful of how shitty Trump is. And that's great. It's difficult not to be. But let's just pull it back a little bit and just be reasonable and look at everything big picture. It should not be something that affects us so deeply that we're losing our fucking minds and totally dismissing people because they're like, you know what? I like Trump for this, this or this reason. Fine. Has it not been established that he's bad? That's great. But imagine if he could set all that shit aside and actually talk to Trump. And actually talk to Trump. Oh, that's insane, is it? Well, you're just not smart if you can't see the value in how much would be exposed on both sides in a setup like that. The challenging situations and how people navigate those is what tells you the most about someone's character and how they manage. If they can handle high temperatures and, and how they do. Can, can you withstand the heat? Can you withstand the pressure? Yes, great. No? Well, let me see you try and navigate this space. I'm interested to see how somebody who's considered so intelligent, who's considered an intellectual giant, I would like to see how they would direct any of their negative emotion or energy in that conversation that would immediately be negative. And you know what? I get it. There is something to avoiding negative situations. There is something to that. I get it. We want to avoid as much negative and we want to try and have as many positive. But the thing is, it just makes you a cowering bitch. It doesn't make you or develop you so that you can deal with a negative situation in a good way. So one thing that Sam Harris has mentioned that's actually very interesting and works against him is this idea of exposure therapy. Now, this is a psychological or, or a, a kind of treatment for psychological issues, namely trauma, and it's called exposure therapy. And the point is to expose yourself in increments so that you can acclimate to the anxiety more and more and become better at dealing with it. Now, that's just generally how you're supposed to do your life. If you feel anxious, the only thing that is going to make you less anxious is by engaging in the activity so that you can kind of temper yourself and recalibrate once you've had a bit of experience with what that is. Now, I can't imagine there isn't anxiety 
thinking about talking to certain people who are contentious or considered a certain way. But the only way to assuage that anxiety from it and to make it less of a problem is to slowly expose yourself to people who are like that, that you can then kind of acclimate to. And now you have skills that you can use to increase the load of anxiety and deal with and get better with. And that's how you do it. And again, like that process, like we need examples of people dealing with that process because there's going to be failure involved and there's going to be difficulty. And the one thing I think we we need more example of as well is people of this caliber dealing with failure and bouncing back from it because we don't have that. All we have in our public discourse is people fucking up and pretending they didn't fuck up. So that's just going to continue to permeate through the culture and people are never going to hold themselves accountable. Sam Harris already has this thing where he's housekeeping and he acknowledges the things that he's done and blah, blah, blah. Like imagine that applied to a conversation he had with someone contentious, him having some sort of hiccup, and then being able to articulate what happened, explain himself, and now you've provided a great wealth of knowledge for people who are going to deal with this situation whether they want to or not. It's just such a helpful thing. And when you have somebody who's so articulate and so brilliant and can easily communicate that to everybody... It's just, it's just helpful all around. I don't see a negative in engaging in this stuff. These people serve as great guidelines for everyone else and will in these similar situations. And myself, and as I said, literally everyone else can use that as a guide for our own contentious conversations or situations. The good aspects and the negative aspects of those exercises will be important to learn from because you will learn what not to do and what is advantageous to do. It's good to see how people react under pressure. It's sexy. It's sexy. That's my kind of porn. That is my kind of pornography, big boy. That's what I like. I like to see people in those situations. In those situations. And I like to be in those situations too. It's fun to be locked in with somebody who is incredibly difficult because you start noticing a rise within yourself. And it doesn't often happen. I mean, not for me. Little things don't piss me off. But of course, we know we have this narrative we all tell ourselves. We have a coherent story that our brain is constantly refreshing and feeding ourselves. And even I can't escape when my ideas are questioned or challenged. And just that feeling alone, just the feeling of getting your back up against a wall when someone challenges you, that is something that needs to be dealt with. Nobody should be so married to their ideas that it's creating such a heavy emotional response because your idea may be wrong and there's probably holes in it. And when you have somebody who is aware of your holes and you're aware of their holes, (laughs) you can either try and fill each other's holes or what you're going to do is create way more holes in their idea that they might change their mind. But that process needs to happen There needs to be indication of those holes and there needs to be good argumentation for them 
so that it can get you on track to change your mind if that's what's necessary or to adapt more information and to be flexible with it and not just be somebody who is a no man. You don't want to be a no man. You want to be yes and. That's what the point of conversations is. You're opening yourself up to yes and. To get into these conversations with a no no attitude is counterproductive. It's not about talking all the time. It's also about listening. And when you have high-level communicators like this, they have the ability to do both. To listen and to speak when it is their turn to speak. And they're the best people to provide an example for us how to behave, right? Like, I don't know about anybody out there, but I like to model my behavior and emulate people who I think are highly functioning and who are intelligent and who conduct themselves in a way that is better for productive shit, for even a little bit of forward movement. I don't need to be correct, there are things that I will be correct on. There were things, there are things I will not be correct on. And that's fine. But where you're not correct, you should be able to stand corrected and be corrected and have yourself curated by information that is constantly going to be coming at you from the internet and from the world and from people trying to share their ideas with you and all this stuff. It's a very big mess. But it doesn't have to be. And we don't need to make it more of a mess. And it just helps <coughs> to have the kind of skill set that will carry you through a relationship with somebody that you may not entirely agree with, because most of the world is going to be like that. If you're keeping it real, there are going to be aspects of everybody that you're like, I don't like this. But the, these things outweigh this, so I will let it go. But there are people who can't let it go because that thing is just so affecting them. So they entirely dismiss someone who might otherwise be like 98% amazing, which is dumb, which is dumb. And sometimes we get into the habit of like, oh, somebody I know said that this person sucks. Well, if I don't have time, I'm, gonna, I'm going to employ that heuristic and say, well, that person sucks. My friend who I've vetted, who I like, has said they don't, and I'm not going to trust that person now. It saves you time. But, I mean, there's still kind of, you don't know what your relationship with that other person is going to be like until you actually engage in it, right? It's just with everything. Everybody has experiences differently and blah, 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 blah. We all know this. We all know. We get it. Okay, that's great. But, exploring ideas with people who don't agree with you, that's entertaining. And again, when you have professionals doing this stuff, when you have people who are high level, top tier, great communicators, who are on opposite sides of the fence, dude, those people should be talking the most. And I can't stress enough that that is the skill set that everybody else needs to adapt to. And who better an example than someone like Sam Harris to engage in things like that? Well, now that I got that off my chest, because it's been there for fucking ever, it's just what I want. It's just what I want. 
It would make for way better content than all this shit that everybody's churning out all the fucking time with the politics and the this and the that. Okay, great. (coughs) I have heard... Sorry about that. (coughs) I have heard your fucking opinion or your idea about this over and over and over. I've heard you sit with other people who are going to share your idea and word it differently, but they're saying the same thing. How about some fucking spice? Hey, Sam, go for the goddamn spice rack. Why do you have a spice rack in your house if you're never going to use the spices? Is it just for show? Is it because you want to haunt yourself maybe one day maybe one day i'll add that fucking powdered red chili on my chicken no chili chicken now chili chicken now okay right now chili chicken right now right now because it's so much better you know come on guys come on guys come on you agree you agree it would be fun (laughs) anyways that's all, folks. Abidi, abidi, abidi. That's all, folks. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your coffee. Hope you have a great weekend. Happy Saturday. And uh, we'll chat soon, okay? Big kiss. Mm-mah. By the way, leave your thoughts, if you've got any, in the comments. If you want to reach me, please take a look at the description box because all of my links are there. All right? You want to love me? You want to hook a girl up? Buy me a coffee? PayPal me. Patreon me. Send me dollar dollar bills, y'all. It's okay. I'm a cute girl. This is how it works. I cute, you give me money. Right? Right. <laughs> Bye.